Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Humane Nation podcast. I am your host, Allie. As always, I hope you guys are doing great. I'm just going to come out from the very beginning and say this episode is not a typical Humane Nation podcast episode. As you guys may have noticed on our social media, we have been a little bit MIA lately, and um, it's been very busy and a little bit chaotic over here, which is what I wanted to talk about today. If you're listening for the first time, I want to say hello and welcome. We're so happy to have you here. And also to just give you a heads up that this episode does not represent well with what our usual episodes are like here at Humane Nation. And so if you are listening to this, I encourage you to maybe listen to some of our others too because they're structured a little bit differently. I I really just wanted a chance to be transparent with you guys. But today we're going to be talking about just what exactly has been going on in my world and um, how this first fostering experience has been going. It's been, uh, it's been a challenge, I'll tell you that. But I want to reassure you guys that just because today's episode is going to be a little bit different, it doesn't mean that I don't care about Humane Nation. That is not true at all. Trust me. I didn't have the ability to put proper time into this week's episode because what we were going to be talking about was Thanksgiving and how to have a more humane Thanksgiving. And it was going to be delicious because we were going to be talking about food. But as you know, these episodes take time. It takes time to prepare them. It takes time to record and edit. And it's fun. And and it's something I love. And being able to do this is such an honor and a privilege. But um, I, I also want to be real with you in the fact that I have been struggling this past week. So I want to thank you for your support. Thank you for understanding. Thank you for sticking around, even if today's episode may not be what you were hoping for it to be. But I wanted to talk to you guys about my first experience fostering. This has been something that I was excited to do. We actually did a whole episode about fostering and kitten season. Our very first episode, actually, our very first full episode was about kitten season. And, you know, it is such an important topic, but I was like, I, I still really want to foster. I, I mean, just kind of to set the stage, several years ago, I heard about kitten season for the first time. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know kittens were in that much danger. I didn't realize that kitten season was even a thing. And I, once I did learn that though, I thought that would be so cool to be able to foster and help in that kind of capacity. Well, you know, during that time, obviously we were in a position where we weren't even allowed to have pets because we were renting our apartment at the time. And so it was just kind of a dream tucked away, you know, off to the side. Well, fast forward to present day and finally the opportunity arose to where I could begin fostering. I was so happy to be able to participate in the community in this kind of way and help like, you know, actually hands-on animal care. So I found a local rescue group that has been super kind and very nice. And um, once I was talking to them more at different events and realized, okay, these are 
pretty nice people. They're, they seem like people I would enjoy volunteering with. I put in my application and, um, yeah, became a foster volunteer. Because my husband and I were going to be away for several days, I told them like, hey, I really don't think I should take on a foster until we come back because we're going to be traveling to Maryland and, you know, it just didn't seem like a good idea to bring in a foster right before we leave, you know? So they were like, that's fine, you know, just let us know when you're back and you're ready. And I said, okay. Before my husband and I left for our trip, the foster group page gets a notification talking about a super young kitten that um, the mom was a barn cat and hasn't been around for three days. And so she needed a foster placement pretty quick. One of the fosters volunteered and then I messaged and said, hey, if if you need me to take her, like I'm, I'm more than happy to, I'll be coming back next week. And she said, yeah, sure. If you would like to give that a try, you can. I said, okay. I had watched all sorts of um, Hannah Shaw, aka the kitten ladies videos. And I thought I had done a lot of reading and research to feel fairly comfortable with the basics of young kittens. So by the time we came back from our trip, I was able to pick her up from the previous foster. And um, at that point, she was about three weeks old. Something I noticed right off the bat before I even left the previous foster's home was she shakes a lot. And it wasn't just a normal wobbly kind of, you know, young kitten getting used to their muscles and their limbs and trying to like move around. It was very visibly shaking. Like her head was kind of like a bobble head. And I was like, oh, that's uh, interesting. And the foster mom just thought, yeah, you know, uh, she'll be walking more confidently around four weeks and this and that. So I was like, okay, you know, I didn't really think too much of it. So bring her home and um, it it was okay for a few days. It was a lot, obviously. And, um, you know, she was very fussy and probably just so confused. There were times where I was becoming worried about some of the things, like she had a very swollen belly. And so I asked the group like, hey, I noticed her belly's kind of swollen and big. Is this normal? And they said, yeah, you know, that's why we deworm them every two weeks. And so I thought, okay, well, I guess maybe that's why. But, you know, there was just overall different things where I guess I was kind of concerned and being a first time foster mom, you know, you kind of, you know, you have these concerns. I can look at all the videos and read all the articles about caring for kittens and fostering, but once you actually have the opportunity to get that hands-on experience, I think it makes a huge difference, and it definitely did for me. I definitely tend to think a lot with my heart, and I'm very much emotionally driven, which I don't think is always a bad thing, but I think I do tend to have a way of thinking things in a very like romanticized way without realizing the work that comes with it too. And so it was definitely exhausting, but it was nice knowing like I'm actually doing this. I'm helping. I'm being a part of this. Fast forward then to end of last week where I still noticed like, okay, wow, she's really shaky a lot. And now she's kind of starting to twitch more. It, it was a little bit odd. 
And then I noticed that when she walks, it's not just a usual, you know, young kitten, once again, trying to figure out their muscles and how to support themselves and to balance. It was more than that. She had a very wide stance and she would topple over after just doing a few steps. She would kind of flip to her side and, um, you know, just different things like that. And I was thinking, I don't know how normal this is. Well, then Friday night rolls around and my husband and I are there and he's cuddling with her and she's asleep and it's, you know, just a nice kind of quiet time. All of a sudden, out of the blue, she starts hissing and hissing and hissing and hissing and then spinning, just crazy spinning on my husband's lap. And we're just like, what is happening? (laughs) What is this? And we didn't realize what had just happened. I thought, okay, maybe she, I don't know, maybe she had a bad dream or maybe she had like some sort of convulsion. But um, I reached out to the vet tech in the group and just said, hey, this is what's been going on. And she was like, oh, wow, you know, that sounds interesting. Next time, if, if you notice it, can you take a video? And so I was like, okay, I will. And the next morning... I was woken up to Skye, which is her name. Her name is Skye. Uh, the previous foster named her that. But I woke up to Skye kind of banging around in her enclosure. And I was like, um, this is odd. So I began taking a video and I sent it to the vet tech and said, yeah, this just happened this morning. And she was like, hmm, yeah, that's interesting. Like, obviously not normal. It, it sounded painful and it was very upsetting to see. So then later on in the day, I'm now cuddling with her and just, and just you know, soaking in that time together where we can just cuddle and bond. But then before I knew it, once again, she began seizing And this time, it was clear that she was, in fact, having a seizure. And that's what the vet tech confirmed as well, because I took a video this time, too. And she's like, yeah, this definitely looks like she's seizing now. And so this was kind of our moment where we're like, oh, this is not just a one-time thing. This is now maybe three times in the past 24 hours where she's done some sort of seizure convulsion type deal. So then we start trying to make a plan like, okay, maybe we need to do this with the feedings. Maybe we need to add this and, you know, trying to figure out what it is that I need to do so that she doesn't keep having these. Is it something that I'm doing? Is it something neurological? Is it something congenital? Like, you know, these were the questions that we were having. And rightfully so. I mean, this is not something to be taken lightly, especially when she's only three weeks old. So now after that happens and we have several different people now in the rescue group chat that's talking and trying to figure out what to do and, you know, one person's calling me, I'm calling another person and trying to figure out do we call the vet on call because it's the weekend now or do we need to take her to the ER vet? You know, there were just things happening that we were we were just trying to figure out. It was very chaotic. And with her being my first foster kitten, you know, I'm still trying to get used to the fact that 
I have a foster kitten and trying to just get the basics down. Now we have this whole other layer to the situation where it becomes more critical. So what was decided was one of the other fosters would come by and drop off the incubator that the group has. And then that way, Sky will be consistently warm. That coupled with the consistent feedings, adding a little bit, you know, it just hopefully would give her the extra support so that her body doesn't keep, you know, going into these states of seizing. So we tried that. Later that night, she had another seizure. And um, obviously, I took a video of that. And then the next morning, I thought, okay, so far so good. And we go into throughout the day and I'm like, okay, she's getting some really great sleep now being in the incubator. It's nice and warm in there. She has kind of like this white noise thing going on. And so she can just knock out and um, get some rest that she's been needing. So I thought, okay, great. I haven't seen any seizures today. I thought maybe we're actually able to turn a new page and kind of get past this horrible time of, you know, her having seizures because it's so, it's so sad seeing such a small little kitten having these horrible, intense seizures. Um, well, fast forward to Monday morning at 2 a.m., uh, I am woken up by Sky having another seizure and I can hear her because she becomes very, well, her, her movements become very sporadic and intense. So I thought, okay, well, that's one for today. And then in the morning before we have to go to work and I take her in the incubator with me, um, she had another one. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, that's two now today. And so later on, the group leader messaged me along with several others and just said, hey, Allie, how is Sky doing and how are you doing? And, you know, by this point, I'm, I'm very drained um, between obviously you don't get much sleep when you're fostering bottle babies because you have to be up like every couple of hours to feed and to stimulate so that they can go potty. And so with Sky, I was up every three hours doing feedings. So being tired and seeing all of the seizures and, um, you know, just all of the chaos that had happened over the weekend, I was feeling very, very drained. And I said, Sky had two more episodes today. And honestly, I'm struggling. And I'm so thankful for their support because they knew this was my first foster kitten. And this was intense. Um, I never, ever expected to have this kind of experience. And I'm not saying like, you know, oh, poor, poor me or anything. No, no, no. I feel horrible for Sky. I mean, that's not the life she deserves. But I was really tired. I was having a hard time trying to process everything and keep up with everything. I was struggling a lot with this guilt feeling like, is this my fault? Was there something I should have done that prevented this from happening? You know, and that's not a fun place to be. You know, we were kind of saying like, well, I think maybe Sky would do better with one of the fosters that are more experienced. And so the foster that gave me the incubator 
said like, hey, you know, I can take her if you'd like. And her and I actually live close by to each other, which is very convenient. The foster that Skye was with before said, I can take her too. You know, it was just really nice having that support and not feeling like I was alone in this because ultimately we need to care about Skye. Where is Skye going to do best? You know, and so, you know, we were just kind of thinking about these things. Well, that had paused. And then a few hours later, you know, now we're in the mid-afternoon and Skye has a really horrible seizure. This was probably one of the worst ones that she's had. And what's really difficult about these seizures is that there's not much you can do. You have to kind of just be there and make sure that they don't hurt themselves, but you can't really intervene. You can't make it stop. So I decided to take a video so that I can show the foster group because that's what I had been doing when I see Sky having a seizure. I try to take a video and this way that they can show the vets too, you know. So I took the video and I sent it to the group and I was like, just for the sake of records, this just happened about 40 minutes ago, the worst one she's had today so far. And uh, the vet tech in the group said to the leader, I think you need to send these videos to the emergency vet. And so from there, things just kind of started happening very quickly. Because we were already discussing the fact that Sky will be transitioning to a more experienced foster, you know, it was already kind of known that I was going to be taking her to one of two places. And so we finally figured out the details who would, who would take Sky because now Sky may need to go to the ER vet. And okay, well, who lives closer to the ER vet? And so after work, I dropped Sky off and it was just such an emotional time. This whole past weekend, super emotionally draining. You know, it's horrible, but I am so thankful for the foster group's support because I felt horrible. Um, this whole experience was super challenging and super, super scary, but having their support was so helpful and I'm super grateful for that and their kindness towards me, even when, you know, I felt like I was failing, but they were super kind and reassuring and just saying like, no, you did what you could and you asked the questions and... I was so grateful for that. Right now, I haven't heard an update on Sky. I'm not sure if the ER doctor ever got back to, you know, the leader of our rescue because I just haven't heard. They haven't they haven't mentioned anything yet. So, if you could please keep Sky uh, in your thoughts, if you could send her some positive vibes, you know, she is such a sweetheart. She's a little gray tabby. She has the cutest little face and she is such a little cuddle bug. Um, you know, she is just the cutest. And I really hope that whatever is happening is something that can be fixed. And maybe it's just something small. You know, that's the thing we don't know. For, for a while, we thought maybe it was her glucose. You know, maybe she had low blood sugar, hypoglycemia. But it's just hard to know. And so I'm hoping that she'll get the help that she needs and that whatever might be the problem 
is something that can be fixed so that she can live a more fulfilling life. And you know what? I think this also goes back to the importance of TNR programs, you know, trap, neuter, release. If you want to learn more about TNR programs or kitten season in general, you can listen to our first episode called Kitten Season 101 and learn more about it there. But I think it just sheds a lot on to the necessity of TNR programs and supporting organizations that participate in those kind of programs and that lead out because they are just so important. But I just wanted to kind of share with you guys what exactly had been going on. As I mentioned, it's been a very emotionally draining week, (laughs) the past several days, especially the weekend. But I just want to thank you guys so much for sticking around with this episode. Thank you for your support. It's really just such a privilege being able to do these episodes and talk about different issues. And I just want to thank you guys for bearing with me as I kind of do a little bit of a different kind of episode today. As always, you guys know that we love to share your foster pets and your adopted pet story here on our podcast. If you want to share their story with us, you can go to our website at thehumanenation.com, click on the podcast tab, and in the drop-down box, you will see a tab called Feature Your Pet. You can go ahead and fill out that form there, and we will share their story right here on our podcast. And for sanctuaries that are in need of a resident sponsorship, we have a form for you too. If you go to our website at thehumanenation.com, click on the podcast tab, and in the drop-down box, you will see a tab called for sanctuaries. You can fill out the form there and we will highlight your resident right here on our podcast and we'll also do a post on our social media page that will direct people to your account. All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you next time. 